This is Foolish Adventure, episode 52, The Importance of Building a Product Ladder. Welcome to another episode of Foolish Adventure. I'm Izzy Hyman, and I'm here with my friend and colleague, Tim Conley. What is up, Tim? Yo, what's up, Izzy? Hey, all right. So I'm excited to get into today's topic. We're going to be, how did you describe it? It's a ladder of some sort. Okay, uh, it's the, it's, I call it a product ladder. Uh, other people have called it like a value ladder or um, a sales progression uh, or, you know, the good old-fashioned back end. And it's based on this concept that, you know, the hardest sale to make is the first one to somebody. So, you know, you have a prospect list and then you, t- you, you market to this prospect list until somebody becomes a customer. And then once they become a customer, once they make that first purchase, now they're a lot easier to sell to than just your regular old prospect list. And so the idea, the concept behind this is to, to continuously be selling more and more things to your customers, stuff that they want, stuff that they, uh, obviously it's, it needs to be something that is worthwhile for them to purchase. Otherwise that's a easy way to burn out your customer list is try to sell them stuff that they have no interest in. That's bad right. news. So it needs to be something they're interested in. But, but the concept behind the ladder, my understanding is that you can progressively sell them bigger, bigger things that cost more and more money. So maybe let's start at the bottom of this ladder and then work our way up to the top rung. Well, right before we do that, oh, sure. I, I, want to, I want to talk about like two separate con- uh, two concepts that as to why we want to have this uh, use this ladder. Okay. One is immersion. Uh, uh, where, you know, like if you're trying to learn a language, uh, they say the best way to learn a new language is by uh, complete immersion. Uh-huh. Like if you want to learn, if you want to learn Spanish, uh, you know, go to a Spanish speaking country and and speak as much Spanish as you possibly can in that time so that you can get really good at it. Well, a lot of people, when they're, when they're trying to learn something new, they, they just like jump completely into it. They, they're, they're, they go out and buy lots and lots of stuff. I do that. So yeah, I think, I think we all do it, you know, unless we're just like kind of interested in, in the topic and then we'll just like sample something. Yeah, that's but, true. But a lot of people, when it's like, I'm going to learn how to play guitar. So they go out and they buy a guitar and then they buy, you know, they, they start buying all these things. They buy lessons, they buy DVDs, they sign up for Guitar Magazine. They, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they, they purchase all these things. And, and a lot of people with getting online, they'll make an ebook or, or something, a relatively simple product, and th- which, is, which is good and it's, it's a, a great start. But if somebody comes and buys your product on how to do, um, you know, uh, I, I was about to say cake decorating, but I'm not going to do it. Not what, today. What are you uh, going to do? I, I'm going to uh, bowling. Let's. Uh, we're we're going to. We've used that one before. Yes. yes. Right. It's okay. Been a while, so. so bowling techniques. They're going right. to learn how so, to bowl. So you want to learn how to bowl a perfect game, and so you get this product, and it shows. It's a. It's a online video. So you you watch the video, learn how to do stuff. That's great. But now I'm like this new, I'm a new bowler. And, and so I'm going to go out and buy lots of stuff related to bowling and I'm going to want to get better and better. And if you only have the one product for me, then I'm going to go get my immersion somewhere else. That's interesting. So in other words, the customer, it loves your product, but they really, they're looking for more information. And if you have that for them, it could be in a different medium. It could be additional information, maybe more advanced stuff. 
It could be, and when I say different medium, if they bought an ebook, then you're providing a video for them too. Right. Yeah. So that's interesting. So different modes of delivery, I guess. Yeah, and, and so there's all sorts of all sorts of things that you could uh, sell to this this person, and it's not that you're trying to just maximize your profit off of this customer, which is well, kind of what you're doing. Uh, you are maximizing profit because you've already. Uh, done the initial sale, which is the most expensive. That first sale is the most expensive one you're ever going to have. And it's the first one that's going to get people over that gap between knowing, liking, and trusting you and becoming a customer. You know, that, there's, that, there's that gap there. For and, this to work, it seems like one of the key, I, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but it seems like one of the key things is that first purchase needs to be a great experience for this customer. They have to, they have to love the product. They have to feel like it was worthwhile. Otherwise, you end up with just a whole bunch of one product customers and nobody's right. going to come back and buy more. And eventually you're going to go out of business. For real, yeah. Because uh, you, then you're always hunting for a, a brand new sale, a new transaction. But then your and reputation gets around. And it's going to be harder to get that first one. Yeah. So then you have to get more aggressive with your marketing. It's like, uh, why not just make a better product? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just sell, uh, create, create value. And then once you've made that sale, now you've got somebody who is going to buy something else from you. Not everyone. Uh, so, you know, just to throw that out there, not everyone is going to buy a second product from you. But the percentage is higher. You know, if I send very an, high. Yeah, if I send an email to a thousand prospects that have never purchased from me, then a, a percentage of those people will buy. But if I send an email to a thousand customers, people that have purchased something from me, a lot higher percentage of people will buy. Yeah, especially if it's something that they they need at that time or or they're still very interested in. Uh, uh, I've been reading this book called Kaching. Have Have you read that, Tim? I have not. I, I started reading it. I got like a the sample from uh, on my onto my Kindle. Read part of it, and and it just didn't catch me. So so I didn't. I just deleted it off my Kindle. Joel Com, I guess, is the author of this one. It's uh -huh. my first time ever write, reading anything from him, and I don't. I didn't really. I've heard of him before, and. Um, but I didn't really know much about him anyway. So it's interesting because a lot of the, a lot of the book has a lot of the same kinds of stuff that we talk about all the time. But one thing that was very interesting that he had in there that I hadn't really thought of before, and it goes directly with what we're talking about now is that, you know, he describes that you're going to have your customers and then a, a percentage of those people will be like the kinds of customers that'll go out and tell other people, but you're going to have maybe like a small percentage, maybe 4%, 5% of your customers are going to be like rabid fans where they'll buy pretty much everything that you put out because they're just rabid fans. They love what you do. They're totally on board, you know, and, and, uh, and so he said, it's an interesting strategy. What he said is basically build your business as if that's your customer base, like make everything, build everything for them. And you'll have other people that'll join up and become rabid fans, but you'll be nurturing that rabid fan base, I guess. And uh, I just thought it was an interesting I'll, I'll concept. throw in just a slight nuance to that. Yeah, uh, sure. Add a little to the psychology. When you have a, a group of rabid fans, what's going to happen is there's other people are going to see those people. And they're going to want to join that group. They may not be a rabid fan of yours, but they're going to want to be a part of that, the, the in crowd. 
the the ones who are rabid fans, they want to be they want to hang out with those people. They don't necessarily want to hang out with the guru. They want to hang out with the cool people that like the guru. Hmm. Uh, it's it go, uh, I I think I sh- I'll have to do this uh, link to this. And we previously sh- uh, shown a video. I think it was from uh, Derek uh, Sivers, uh, who had had the movie, uh, the business CD baby. He sold it off a while back. Uh, he he had put a video up on YouTube uh, of the guy who's on the on the hill dancing by himself. Oh yeah. And then and then the other uh, a couple of people start joining him and they're dancing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just starts becoming a flood of people. Well that flood of people are not joining the original person. They're joining the group of people who, uh, who went up there before them. That's true. So, so that's, if you don't have this product ladder uh, for people to progress further and further into your business, they, they have to fulfill those needs, desires, and, and the, uh, well, and maybe even just the how-to, they're going to need to fill that from somewhere else. And, and if you're going to reward your true fans, which will also re- reward your business, you've got, to, you've got to give them a way to keep progressing as a customer with you. Because, uh, I mean, there's a couple parts of this. And this, by the way, this is something that I've recently started doing with my business. It's only been over the last year or two that I've started rolling out additional products to continue to sell to my current customer base. And, uh, and it's, yes, there's definitely quite a bit of work behind it. But honestly, I don't think that my, my last product launch would have been even close to as successful if I didn't have that current customer base to market to. Because these are people... Who I mean, not everybody feels this way, but but you know, a lot of my customers think that I put out really good content and that I have a certain way of training that makes things simple and all this stuff. And so when I say, "Hey, I'm I'm coming out with this other tutorial that's going to be all about this specific product that I know a lot of you are using," then they think, "Man, you know, I really love what what Izzy did before. This is going to be amazing, right?" That's the, the at least that top five percent, the rabid fan base is thinking that, and so so they jump on board, and then it creates all this energy and you know i don't know you get emails like the one person wrote me and said you know i feel like i'm uh, this is the night the morning of the launch and and a person writes and says i feel like i'm standing in line the night before the ipad launch and i got such a kick out of that (laughs) you know because it's totally different you know the app apple is amazing they're the biggest brand ever and you know and and uh I, i i'm Obviously, I'm exaggerating. They're probably not the biggest brand ever, but I think actually they did just recently get awarded the current biggest brand or most loved brand or something like that. And uh, just to be able to even experience a part of that on my end as well as on the the customer's end, I mean, it's just kind of amazing that we're able to do this. And that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't rolling out an additional product that my current customer base would love. You know, right? And that's 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 the whole point of building a back end is to provide more and more value to your customers uh, and also to your prospects. Because sometimes a prospect is not going to come in on, you know, we've, we've talked about the sales funnel. So like in a sales funnel, you've got like the free product or, or the low price product at the top. And, and then it progressively gets more expensive as you, you know, pull people through the funnel. Well, sometimes people just go right to the most expensive thing. Uh, or or they buy like a whole bunch of your stuff all at once. I did that with the, Word Tracker. I went to I bought one of their ebooks. I read it and went, wow, that was amazing. And then I went and bought like six others all at once and read them all. 
Yeah, because uh, and that's that immersion thing. They probably so, they're probably looking at their sales records for the weekend that I did that, and they're probably looking at who is this guy? He signed up for our word tracker service. You know, I paid the whatever the several hundred dollars for the word tracker service. Then I bought a bunch of their eBooks. I probably spent like five or six hundred dollars with them in that weekend. And this is not promoting word tracker. I mean, I guess it is promoting, but it's not a sponsored message from them or anything. But you know, I just. I, that weekend, I was in research mode. I loved the information they're providing, so I bought it all. You know, <laughs> yeah. And and that that's what we're suggesting uh, our listeners should do. You know, don't don't uh, stop with just a product. Uh, another great thing about adding a backend, adding more products to your business, is that you can quickly double your business. You can uh, sell a, sell an ebook and then turn around and sell a a more expensive item to that uh, to those buyers and there then you're going to go from say say you're making $3000 a month at, off of a $30 ebook and then you come out with a product that's $300 you're you're probably going to sell enough of those uh, to actually double your income like right, just right off the bat that's a big jump to go from 30 bucks to 300. Actually, it's not. Hmm. Uh, in, in the psychology of things, uh, you can actually get people to go from free to a $200 product uh, by, yeah. by, doing, by doing the right type of uh, sales process. So if you have, have this ebook, somebody who's just bought the ebook, you do an upsell, like right then, you could do an upsell right then and there and say, you know, uh, you're getting this. We're going to give you this discount. We have this $300 product, but we're going to give it to you for $200 if you buy it now. If you buy it later, it's going to be $300. And and a good uh, a large percentage of people are going to buy that. Uh, I, I'm saying large. It'll actually it'll probably be like 20%, which is actually a large percentage. Uh, uh, you know, it's not like greater than 50%. But what I'm saying is that out of, the, out of, I'm, I'm like going nuts here. Uh, I'm so excited about it. I, I love the concept because what happens is you've got a hundred people who buy another 20% may buy this very expensive product. That that's just amazing because without that upsell, you're not even going to have that extra money. And, and, and so people who are wanting to get immersed in your products, they're going to buy it. And, and it's like, I want this now. I, I want to be a perfect, I want to bowl a perfect game right now. Give me, give it all to me right now. That's, that's what you get when you put in the proper sales, uh, you know, the sales tactics. So, uh, you know, another thing that's kind of interesting is that one thing I've noticed that I do is sometimes when I really want to delve into something and understand things, I want to basically buy the exact same thing in multiple mediums. And the perfect example of this for me is that it happens periodically where I'll get really excited about a book that I've read and I'll buy it in, you know, maybe I'll buy it on, in, as a book, as a physical book. And then I'll be thinking, I, I want to be able to read this book when I'm in my car too. And so I'll get the audiobook version of it where it's the exact same book, except it's just a different medium. It's just audio version. And so, and I usually buy them pretty close to each other. Like I'll get excited about listening to the audio book and then I'll go buy the physical book so I can be reading the text version of it because I want to be able to take some notes and highlight things and this kind of stuff too. So this is another magical thing that can happen is not only are they seeking, is somebody seeking additional information, but they might be seeking the same information in a different medium. 
I, I've done that. Uh, I, I bought this book uh, called The New Psycho-Cybernetics age, ages ago by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. It's, it's a really good book. And Dan Kennedy, he had um, he brought it back out, and so I think the the version is like uh, down in uh, as like an editor or something, you know, Dan Dan Kennedy on there. Um, so I bought the book, but I was super busy at the time, and and I got like three chapters in. I'm like, I just don't have the time, but I I'm driving around a lot right now, so I went out and bought the audio version of it. So I could so I could listen to the whole thing. So I bought the book for like I don't know like ten or fifteen dollars something like that, and then turned right around and bought the audios for I think thirty dollars. And and uh, you know here's another example. So I haven't actually bought this yet, but it's something I've been considering doing. You know I I purchased uh, um, I purchased on the Kindle a book called Advanced Google AdWords which is like a, a college textbook on how to use Google AdWords. It's intense. It's crazy. And it's hard to understand the first time through. So, but I, I bought the book on the Kindle and then I thought, okay, this is not the kind of book that I want to read on the Kindle. After I'd read the whole thing, I went out and bought the physical version of it. And the physical version is 500 and something pages long. It's a big, thick book. And I bought it. I paid, t- I think $10 on the Kindle and then like 35 or $40 for the physical version <laughs> of it. And then in the back of the book, after after going through the whole thing, uh, he, he advertises his three day seminar that he does on how to use Google AdWords, and it's like, or maybe it's a two day seminar, I can't remember, but it's a few hundred dollars to attend that. And so I started thinking, okay, wh- where can I go? What's the closest one to me? How much would the flight be to be able to get there? And that's something mm-hmm. I was looking at. So in the you know it goes from paying ten bucks on a Kindle book to paying, you know, what potentially hundreds of dollars or maybe even more than a thousand dollars when you, when you factor in flights and stuff like that to be able to attend it. You see what I'm saying? So it's wild. Cause you, it's that first purchase, you know, that first one, if you can get somebody to, to buy the first thing and love it. And if it's good and they love it, they fall in love with it, then there, there's a chance they could come back and buy more. Yeah. That, that's, that's the key right there. You know, that value. I, you know, we, we try to stress that so much in the show. Like, don't sell crap. You know, just don't do it. If, if it's not the best possible thing that you can put out and it's going and it's not going to uh, take care, take care of the need or desire that your uh, that your customer has, then don't sell it. Uh, but if, if you can provide more and more value, like the Kindle, OK, great. It's a great uh, thing to read off of, but it's not really uh, conducive to doing uh, research and reference. Yeah, you know, a, a physical book is e- still easier to do reference work with. I agree. And and mm-hmm. when you're doing something like AdWords, well, you need to go back and reference stuff over and over again. Yep. And so, but AdWords is also very uh, very complex. If you and and it can be very costly. So what's what's a few hundred dollars compared to the thousands of dollars that you're going to save by learning how to do this in a hands-on kind of situation? Yes, exactly. And, yeah. and I started researching and, and then, more. So, so you go to that, that seminar. Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. I mean, you, so, so if you go to that seminar, right? And and now after you've done the seminar, you're like, oh wow, this is great stuff. And then the guy says, you know, I've got uh, openings for a handful of people that I can work with in a, in a group coaching kind of situation 
and you know, here's here's how much it costs, and and you're going to be able to build out a whole campaign, and it's gonna uh, it's you're gonna end up making back your investment at least twenty times what you pay for this uh, group coaching. Yeah, you know, there's gonna be a ton of people who would just rush up and sign up for that. Yeah, you know what? I'm I know me, and I'd probably won't be one of those people. I get caught up in the moment. <laughs> I get really excited, the momentum. But another thing that's really interesting about what I did with them is I started like researching them. I basically. I, I looked him up. I tried to see if that there were videos that I could purchase that were of him where doing some training. So I was thinking, you know, I, I don't know if I can get to his, his actual seminar in person, but I'd love to be able to watch, you know, a few hours worth of training where he's actually training with examples, concrete examples and all this stuff. And I couldn't find that. And literally I was looking for a product that he could have sold me that day, you know, but, but I couldn't find it. You know, yeah, it was an opportunity. Like, if he had it, I would have bought it. Yeah. It's like here, you know, sell, sell this. And, and, and you're going to have this group of people that just love this kind of stuff. And so, so we've been talking about the product ladder this whole time without actually kind of defining it for those who are listening. (laughs) So, so maybe, maybe we should do that. I'll, I'll, I'll run through like the progression from the lowest price to the highest price. As of, an example. Of, yeah, it could be a lot of different example. ways, right? Yeah. Yes. It, it can be all kinds of stuff. So you start off with free. You know, that's that's the the lowest thing you can have. So you, maybe you get a free ebook or a free trial to your membership, or maybe it's um, uh, it's a, a free course, some, something like that. Something just to entice people to start to know, like, and trust you. And then then you have above that in value is say a book, you know, we know that a book's like $25 at Barnes and Noble or Amazon. So it's not, it's not a high value item, even no matter what the content is inside of it. It's, it's just not a very high value item. Then you would have say an ebook. So an ebook you could probably sell for 30, $40 depending on the content in it. And and maybe even more than that. I've seen hundred dollar ebooks, and I've heard of ebooks that cost more than hundred dollars, though I've never actually seen them myself. Then you'd have, say, an audio or video a training course, and so you get into like multimedia. So you could take the same content that would be in your ebook, but uh, put it in another format, like you were just saying about the AdWords. You know, if, if the guy would have taken what was in that five hundred page book and given me a video course to go along with it, I would have bought that, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's like the next step up. Then you could have where it's a, a full-on a study, a, like study guide, a, a full-on course where it's uh, got uh, the, it's got like PDFs in it. It's, uh, it's a complete multimedia thing, audio and video. And it trains somebody from beginning to end. Another, an old, an old time phrase, you know, uh, from the direct response world was the business in a box. So you could sell that for like a thousand to two thousand dollars, as as like that study kit. So that's that's like your next value up. Then you get into um, like group coaching, so or or live seminar situation. Those have even more value because you're getting closer to the experts. Uh, time, uh, you're getting uh, cl- more access to uh, to that expert's time. So you would go to this AdWords seminar. Doesn't it, it's you know a few hundred dollars, and there's probably going to be hundreds of people there. So so that gives you 
you know, a little more value, but, and, and maybe in a group coaching situation where you've got a hundred people on a webinar. Uh, so you're, you're still only paying maybe a few hundred bucks to be a part of it. Then you would get into where it's like one-on-one -on -one interaction. This is going to be very expensive because you're, you're getting the experts time all to yourself. Right. So, so that hourly rate for that expert is going to jump up. So you definitely don't want to be in a situation where you're selling your um, your time for like twenty bucks an hour and then selling a forty dollar ebook. Like th that just doesn't make sense. If, if the content inside that forty dollar ebook is that valuable, it's going to be even more valuable if you deliver it in person. Right, right. You can customize it according to the person you're talking to. It beca right, becomes hugely so, valuable. Yeah. Right. So, so it needs to be your your time needs to be significantly more worth more than the products you're selling. So uh, on an individual basis, on an hourly basis, and then you get into stuff that's like um, services. You get into building things for people. Uh, provide uh, like uh, in the internet marketing world, you know, it's called the done for you uh, services. So if somebody needs a website, you build it for them. You know, you provide that website. That's going to be a lot more expensive because, well, it takes more of your time. Mm -hmm. and, and so the person's buying more of your time. So therefore, it needs to be significantly more expensive. And that's, that's the progression all, all the way up. And there's all kinds of variations. And you can even move things up and down that, uh, uh, that ladder. So you may have like a seminar, an, a live seminar, but it's free. Right. Uh, so that you can get people into a, a sales funnel because once they're there, you can then sell them the you know, $5,000 uh, you know, done for you service or something that, that you, you can, you can move it around as, as you need, as you need it for your business model. But that's kind of the progression in value to the, to the uh, prospect. See, yeah, that's what I love. I mean, I love this idea of building all that. I mean, as you're saying it, to be honest, it sounds like a lot of work creating all that. And well, it is all the business. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it does. It sounds like, it, you know, if I if I'm if I'm somebody who is maybe just launched launched my first product, or I'm getting ready to launch my first product, or I'm just in the brainstorming uh, mode, then it might be difficult for me to sort of wrap my brain around having this progression of different products. But you know, as as we've talked about before, you know, it's just one thing at a time. And and if it is this thing that you're building in your spare time, then you build one thing at a time and. And don't worry about how long it's going to take and don't have to wait till everything is 100% perfect. Just take some sort of action on it. And I, I, I would say one of the things that most people do is they start off with the, the lowest value thing first. And, and it seems to make sense, right? That if you start off with this low value uh, item – then you can start getting people into your sales funnel and, and you can progress, you know, make uh, progress upwards. But if you're really value, if your stuff's really valuable or the type of training that you're doing is it, it would be better suited in say a video format, then do the video. Don't, don't start off with say a, a simple ebook or something. You know, go, go ahead and build what is necessary to fulfill the need and desire of your market. And, and a lot of people focus on, say, the, the lower end first. So maybe, uh, so let's say the bowling thing. 
where you're going to train somebody how to do bowling. So what you're going to do is you're going to set up a seminar at your at a uh, what are they called a bowling lane, um, an alley, uh, an alley, you know, I, whatever the building's called. Okay, so you're, yeah. you're, I, I don't know, I don't know. Um, so this is why so, we should talk about cake decorating anyway. Yeah, no, because <laughs> I I know how to bake. <laughs> I don't, and so. So we have, we're at this bowling alley and we've set up our video cameras and we're going to train, uh, film us training uh, a small group of people on how to bowl the, the perfect game. Maybe some uh, of the people have paid to attend or maybe they're coming for free. Yeah, uh, which is irrelevant to the people who eventually buy that the video. Because that video. Mm-hmm. all they care about is the content. Mm-hmm. And so obviously the sound isn't going to be great because, well, you're in a bowling alley. So you may end up having to go through this thing and narrate over top of it because it's just gonna it's gonna be crazy uh, sound. So you're gonna film the techniques and maybe you've got somebody who's walking around with the camera so they can get a you know close up shot of how you're doing, you know your, how your feet are or how your arm is going through the motion, uh, you know what, whatever the technique is that you're trying to train. And so they can zoom in on those sort of things. So now you've, you've done a seminar. Maybe you got paid to do the seminar. That would be fantastic. But now you've got a, a video course that is a very high-value item. Now you can take information out of that, that video course and you can make an ebook out of that and, and then use pictures from, from the film, like stills from the film, to illustrate the different items. So here's how that's that's a way you can take something that would be better better trained in a higher level and and start slowly dropping down the ladder the rungs of the ladder and come out with new products. That's creative, very creative. You know, another thing you can do with these additional products that we haven't really talked about yet is you can throw them in as bonuses to uh, to incentivize people to sign up for other things. Now, I wouldn't throw in like a big, I wouldn't throw in a high level product in as a free bonus when somebody signs up for a low level product, but you could do vice versa. You can say, you know, if you sign up for this high level product, I'll throw in this lower level one as a free bonus. You just have to be careful with bonuses because you don't want to take the value away from that product completely. You know, right. once you start uh, giving it away for free. Well, know. where you have, uh, you're selling a $30 ebook and the value <laughs> of the bonuses are like $3,000. <laughs> It raises no, a couple no, red flags. <laughs> yeah, nobody believes that nonsense. Yeah. So, so that that can actually ruin a people uh, your credibility, and they not actually want the product anymore. Because if you're doing that, if you're having to have so many bonuses that are supposedly worth three thousand dollars to sell a thirty dollar ebook, that thirty dollar ebook's got to be crap. You know, I just thought of it as an exception to this. I just thought of because didn't Frank Kern, when he sold his uh, uh, mass control course, didn't he sell? He sold it for like two grand. But part of that was that you got as a free bonus the ability to attend his conference, which he would normally charge two grand for. Yes, uh, ex- except for what, what's uh, you you had to attend. So everybody who bought got a ticket, a ticket to go to this. Right. But obvious, and, and he, he said it's limited to like 500 people. So he sold 2000 of the courses uh, or maybe I think it may, uh, may have been close to 2500 originally for mass control. And and then how, how many of those 2500 people would be able to attend? Right. 
well, there's only 500 slots. So first come first serve. Yep. And, Mm -hmm. and you show up and you've got to fly across the country to get, to get to this uh, thing. So there's, there's a lot of value in that, but essentially he geared it uh, to being a reward for buying. So, so he'd already factored in the price of that conference for sure. into into the sales the sales uh, costs uh, of his product. Yeah, yeah. So, so if if you phrase it correctly, but see in in that in that respect, it was okay. Here's this conference that you can come to for free if you if you're one of the first people who fly out here. You you can come to this, and and he equated the value. It wasn't a thirty dollar ebook, and you get several thousand dollars worth of stuff. You know, it, it's so powerful to have a bonus that you can use as an incentive. I can't, you know, it's one of the big discoveries that I made over the last couple of years was once I had a little product, I created a separate product that I could use that I could sell individually on its own as, at a, at a smaller dollar amount, but. But my main thing that I like to use it for is as a bonus for people who sign up for this other course that I have. If you sign up now, then you, you not only do you get this course at a discount, but you also get this additional bonus that's a related subject on top of it. So sign up today before the discount and the bonus go away. That, that, the power of that, it, it's such a motivator. People don't want to miss out on that opportunity. If it's something they're interested in, it's a powerful motivator. Now, Tim, if I were to give that bonus to you, it would have zero impact at all because you don't care about the topic. You know, you're not a Final Cut Express user, for example. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not in your market. You're not in my market. But for somebody who's in my market, they find it, they find it to be a huge motivator. You know, if, if it applies to them, if they're interested in it, it's a huge motivator. It's the kind of thing where just periodically, you know, I'll just run a bonus, a, a promotion where they get a discount plus the bonus and that additional product, it becomes the bonus. You know, it's worth creating set additional products, not just to have as a ladder and not just to have as upsells, but to have as bonuses that incentivize people to buy your main products. Yeah. What, what is it? Uh, Sports Illustrated. They they actually sold the bonus. Uh, I don't know if you remember like the the television commercials they had. You know, you if you get a subscription to uh, Sports Illustrated, you get this football phone, yeah. and and the whole commercial is about the football phone, and and may and and you get like a, a the swimsuit. Uh, a, Edition is thrown in there also. So they, they focus on those two items and not the subscription to the magazine. So they were actually selling you the bonus to get you to uh, buy the actual product. I totally forgot about the football phone. That yeah. Was, that was years ago. Yeah, years ago. I remember As, that. <laughs> but a lot, of, a lot of things are done that way. Uh, what, what worked very well in the internet marketing world a couple of years ago um, – but isn't being done so much anymore. I'm not sure why, but was the selling a high, uh, a high ticket item for free. So, so, so you've got say a DVD and the person pays shipping and handling and they, they buy that DVD and, and then right after they've purchased this DVD for free, it's a, it's essentially a free plus shipping offer which a lot, a lot of things like if you, if you look at uh, infomercials, tons of infomercials are, you know, you pay shipping and handling and we'll send you a month's worth of our product. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to test it out. 
So the shipping and handling tends to cover the actual costs involved in that in that marketing, mm-hmm. um, and not so much on television, but but in in the online world, if you sell a D, if you if you set your shipping and handling at five dollars, that's going to cover domestic shipping of that uh, DVD, the printing and and everything. It's going to cover the whole cost. So you're you're at zero dollars at that very moment. And then where do they go from there? They get they get hit with an upsell, uh, or you could call it a one time offer. Uh, e- either way, it, it's an actual upsell. So then you would have the product that you really wanted to sell as that as that upsell. So you you sold something of value in a free plus shipping set uh, setup, and this works very well. You know, look at look at television. You look at infomercials. This is done a lot. So you can you can do this where. Now you, you've done the free plus shipping, then you hit the person with an upsell. And that upsell could be, it could be like several hundred dollars. It could even be a couple thousand dollars. It's not, it, I've seen it done up to, I think $1,500. I saw someone doing an offer like that where it went from free to, uh, to $1,500, uh, $1, like right up. Uh, then if somebody doesn't take the upsell, then you hit them with a downsell. Like, oh, so you, if you don't want to pay for our training program, uh, our $1,000 course, well, then here is a free trial to that course uh, or a, a low-dollar trial. Try us out for a month for our membership site, and, and you, you can try it out for a month for just $1 or $5 or, or whatever that, that is. So you hit them with a downsell so that you can g- gain more value from that initial trans, uh, that initial transaction. So that's awesome. Yeah, I mean it's this, it's this whole complex thing. Well, and you can't do it if you don't have a back end. The importance of a back end. Right. Yeah, it's significant. So, I don't know. Anything else we should say on this or should we wind it up? I think we should wind it up. There's there's a lot to talk about in this uh the back end uh, is more than just the product. Uh, like I was just mentioning that, that sales strategy, that's just one type of sales strategy necessary to, uh, optimize your backend. So maybe in a, in a separate, uh, show, we'll, we'll talk about backend sales, you know, how to, how to actually do backend sales. And that'll be for another show. In the meantime, hopefully, as a listener, you're able to pick up some information or you get inspired and you start thinking about how can I apply some of this to my business and what kind of impact will it make potentially? And uh, hopefully you find the information valuable. In the meantime, enjoy your Foolish Adventure. Thanks for listening to Foolish Adventure. If you found this information helpful and want more like it, please visit foolishadventure.com. Do you have specific questions you'd like us to answer? Leave a comment on the website. Who knows? Maybe we'll create a whole show to answer it. Also, we have a voicemail line where you can ask questions. The number is 480-331-4695.